Hello, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. I am, as always, Matthew Price, your host, the host of Let's Scare Matthew Price to Death. My guest this week is uh, Corey Pierce, who is a Toronto film uh, enthusiast and podcaster and writer and uh, uh, all-around interesting person. You'll meet him in a minute. He, uh, We've been trying to do this show for a while. I'm really happy that we're doing it. Uh, he uh, had me watch uh, a really... There, you know, there are lots of movies that are frightening. This is among the more intense and frightening movies that uh, it is possible to see, and that is the movie Wreck from Spain, which, uh, if it doesn't kick off the found footage genre, it masters it, that's for sure. So we're going to talk about that and uh, the super creepy goings on in Wreck, and we'll have all that. And we have a brand new sponsor, so come right back after the theme. Hey. You, you want to see something really scary? You bet. It's Let's Scare Matthew Price to Death with your host, Matthew Price. And we are here talking to uh, my guest, who I will introduce in a second. Uh, but uh, welcome to the show, everybody. I am your host, Matthew Price. I do want to quickly off the top take care of some business here. We have a, uh, a brand new sponsor. Our sponsor this week is a big one. We were lucky uh, to get them on board. Uh, our sponsor is Under the Bed. So as we are all aware, it is scary as fuck down there. We don't know what's going on. It's dark, usually in the middle of the night, and it seems to be where all the noises emanate from as children in our bedroom. They're always from under the bed because that's where the monsters live. We know that. We, it doesn't matter what mommy and daddy tell us. We know the monsters live under there. So I really i am pleased uh, that Under the Bed could get on board and wanted to sponsor this week's show. Um, if you've ever woken up with one hand or a leg dangling over the edge of the bed, you have taken your life in your hands. So thank you to Under the Bed for sponsoring the show. And thank you to my guest, Corey Pierce. Welcome. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm, this, I feel like we've been working a year <laughs> yeah. to, get, to get you on the show. <laughs> so thank you for coming on. My monsters were not Under the Bed. No, were they no. in the closet? Where no, were they? Um, when I was uh, a kid, I had a basement room because I wanted to be like the separatist who had like the kind of the cool space to himself. But there was that one like the little tiny window that you just kind of get like over at the edge. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so I would have repeatedly have dreams of like things either breaking through that window or like specifically alien dreams of like hand on the window and you know not being oh, able wow. to move or not knowing if it's safe to go upstairs. Yeah. So. Uh, I uh, uh, I kept my monsters at a distance, but it didn't really make much of a difference. Yeah, that's you've you've exactly described my son's bedroom, so that's good. <laughs> I'll I'll make sure to mention this to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just put a little cage over that thing. Yeah. yeah. What um, uh, what movie did you want us to talk about? Oh well, uh, I um put a lot of thought into this, and I decided to run with the two thousand and eight. Or maybe late two thousand and seven. Yeah, uh, Spanish film. Uh, I'm not even necessarily sure what to call it. It's either wreck or record, depending on what you want to talk about it. I think wreck sounds better. Yeah, but it's an abbreviation, uh, including in little bracket. Right. Uh, it's supposed parentheses. to be record on a camera. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, this was kind of out in the big wave of found footage films. Not that that wave is necessarily completely ended. This but, is what uh, I was gonna. I was wondering because I don't know. Is this this isn't the first found footage movie, right? Um, no. I mean, well, there's Blair Witch Project, obviously. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even sure if uh, Wreck 
I'm going to call it rec, is even necessarily meant to be found footage because there's a few tricks and stuff that are going on within the film that kind of undermine yeah. that concept. That it's basically almost supposed to play out like this is a like a narrative. This is a movie, but we're yeah. just using this tool. Right. Um, and the reason I chose it is because uh, even though for a large chunk it's kind of your standard sort of, you know, zombie movie. Yeah. Uh, and, and got some of your usual found footage stuff. Uh, it's the fact that when I watched this, like the very, very end of it, which is, I think maybe more than anything, what it's known for is, um, something that I had to like stop it and I had to go for a walk cause I was like, I can't, nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nope. Not gonna, not, can't deal with this right now. And, uh, so I went outside and I, I basically kind of had to pull someone in and said like, you don't need to watch this, put on your headphones and close your eyes. I need someone to be in the room with me while I finish this movie. And did it work? Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. finished it, and yeah. um, but thing is, now I kind of love that awful thing in a weird way because of it. Yeah, but I still can't fully come to grips with watching it. Yeah, so <laughs> to we, this day, so we have uh, uh, um, a week ago we would have had a, a preview episode, so people know that this is the movie we're talking about, and okay. I have had a chance to see it. So mm -hmm. um, it's more than okay to talk about the endings of the of films and like what what happens, sure. so we, we can get into detail on mm -hmm. it because it is great yeah um and and i think uh um the overriding thing about watching this movie this time because i had seen it once before in trying to get through some of these films that i had been avoiding but knowing where it's going yeah it's so good at going further than you think it will yeah kind of consistently right yeah um and that's what's so great about it that ending is like you're like well they can't there's nothing left to show me that's going to really scare the crap out of me and then they right. find a new thing <laughs> and it's like it's perfect yeah um so what is the so uh i want to get into kind of just scene by scene we can talk about the film itself and what, what, sure. why you think it's uh worth uh scaring me to death with um what was your first uh that that first experience was this recently when you had to like was that the first time you had seen it when you no, watched it at I, home? I saw it at home. Like that was the first time. It was just on DVD. It was yeah. just one of those things where, back in like the Rogers Video blockbuster days, I took advantage of all those little coupon packs and was like, okay, I've got, I've got to fill a seven day somewhere. And uh, yeah. so, well, I heard this was okay. And then it's like, oh. No. <laughs> um, and I think with this sort of thing is that um, this podcast that you have is something that like the whole concept would have worked just as with me because like I can't deal with horror most of the time. Yeah. Um uh the kind of things that I look for in movies are usually mostly character based. Yeah. And with humor. And with a lot of horror movies there's either none of the latter or it's a really bad version of the latter. Or like the acting right. is too horrible to really connect with the characters or yeah. but there's usually just like I'm not a person that goes Toronto to Toronto after dark or to Midnight Madness because I usually fail at my guesses. I have to like let other people find out what's good and then I'll catch up with it later. Hmm. So like, you know, I like the Baba Duke and I like um, you know, uh what's another one? It follows. But yeah. um I wasn't really willing to go see them by myself in a dark theater <laughs> just in case I was the only person there. I mean, that was yeah. not going to be something I can deal with. Uh, yeah, can you imagine seeing this movie in a situation where you couldn't go take a walk? No, yeah, no, I would have, um, especially back then when I wouldn't have been on proper medication to do it. Um, yeah, because this is like almost a sort of an anxiety thing. Like, and um, um, especially when it comes to foreign language horror movies, I I think I like them better. When I think of like this, and I think I like The Devil's Backbone. Yeah. Um, 
There's we're just gonna something... talk about that on an upcoming show. Sure. Um, well, uh, the thing about foreign language horror movies is, uh, since you kind of distance yourself sometimes when you're watching foreign movies about is the acting actually good, right? Or is the dialogue actually good? <laughs> yeah. Um, it kind of makes things feel a bit more like real. And well, the advantage of watching films in general that are subtitled is that you actually can overlay a lot of your own. Uh, mm-hmm. like it's like more like reading, right? Where yeah. You can, you can put yourself into it a bit more. It seems more real yeah. um, than it would otherwise. So I think, I think foreign films yeah. get a step up if you like them. Yeah. They get a, they feel better yeah. than, than North American movies. And uh, in this one in particular, I mean, you don't really know until the end, the sort of Catholic and demonic kind of overtones that are really going on. Yeah. Which kind of go into more detail in the sequels. Um, it's just that, uh, there's just something about like a foreign language movie or even like the devil's backbone that kind of layers on like the ghost stories or the demon, de- demonic yeah. stories, like the actual sort of Catholicism and sort of stuff like that. It just feels more legit, you know, like, uh, and, just cause it's older. Yeah. Like it and... feels like, um, it's almost like, have you ever had like a friend that takes you to like a, a house that's a, and claims it's a haunted house? Like if that house is new, you're like, you're not, probably not worried about it. But if that house looks like old and rickety, you there's a part of you that even if you're completely atheistic can maybe believe for a second like put some faith into it yeah. just because of presentation you know right it's um, still here how do we know yeah and yeah. so <laughs> when it comes to sort of these things when it comes to like uh well mexico or spain is like the the building in rec looks old enough <laughs> yeah and um yeah. like uh and obviously the convent in uh in like the orphanage or uh, sorry in, in uh, devil's backbone and the place in the orphanage these places you know they 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 have a an aura, yeah, and and in the others even as well that they 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 just feel like yeah this place has got some uh, stuff going on here and and especially when it comes to Europe that's just inherently older you just uh, you should, you just buy into that there's something that's left behind yeah we were walking with friends of ours uh, or this well this is story happened to um, my wife so I was not there but the story is that she was with some people who were from uh, um, France and they were walking around. Uh, Quebec City and they said we're in the old city now mm-hmm. and they said where's the old part <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's only 600 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um uh did you uh did you take any you, you know you mentioned that sometimes you would have anxieties watching movies like that did you take any stuff with you was it like a hard movie to get over um not as much as stuff I grew up with when I was a kid um there was like I was a kid who was a little bit scared of E.T. I was well. The, let's be clear. ET is fucking terrifying. I know, and uh, <laughs> obviously, I, I remember the first time when I was a kid watching like the scene in Close Encounters. Um, yeah, with inside the house. Yeah, this, um, yeah, with the screws and everything like yeah. that. And also, when I was a kid, even just sort of VHS boxes, like there were like these really crappy VHS tapes where there was like this movie called Elves, uh, which is like a like these elves that come out of presents and they kill or kidnap Santa or something. <laughs> And the box is just like this arm so reaching out of a present. solid concept, really. Yeah, un, un, unwrapping itself. The thing is, these things, and, and the first troll movie with like the yeah. little um, They're like ghoulies, right? Yeah, yeah. Those, yeah, yeah. The, those are the things that stuck with me more than like the zillion horror movies I watched at sleepovers when I was a teenager. Yeah. Or even sort of modern ones. It's just that um, I think now kind of having like a, like a sort of language in film, it's yeah. easier to sort of distance yourself when something like awful is happening. Like you can do a mental trick to basically shut off your feelings or you can you know stop it and walk away or you can just know not to walk in at all yeah um and so or you can just distance yourself while you watch it right yeah yeah and i even think of like a recent horror movie like the conjuring where it's sort of like 
the way you sort of appreciate like a, a realism or or way that film languages as soon as like in that movie they're showing like the videotape to their group of people it's just like well this video you're showing is basically proof that god exists and yeah. to me that movie just ended right in that moment because to me they just like they overreached you know okay uh but i don't think wreck overreaches it keeps everything you know in one place and just sort of the very basic things it does to sort of introduce you to um a character where you know you don't want anything bad to happen or because like i think that's the most effective thing like whether than like this or the japanese version of the eye yeah um just like w when something is about to happen to someone that's just not fair like this person is just doesn't deserve this this person yeah. is just yeah. you know doing their job or you know something like that and then you know all this all this stuff goes down it, it, that just makes it easier to project and just feel well, Wreck does the essential trick for its main character, which is that she is good at her job. I knew she, this was going to come up. It's, it's true, This though. is one of your things. It is my thing, because yeah. it really does make you immediately grounded and sympathetic to her. Yeah. Is that first they just show her doing those scenes, the random scenes in the fire hall. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? For a show that's on in the middle of the night, yeah. this is entertaining. Yeah. She's good at this. Mm -hmm. Like, it presents as very realistic and as, as something that you actually would see in the middle of the night to just fill up time yeah. on a local TV station. Yeah. It reminded me of like, remember Night Ride? Where they were just like, Oh, on City TV. They were just on yeah. Global. They would just take a camera, a steady cam, and walk around downtown because okay. they just needed to. Right? Well, City, City Cody TV Dan? set to They had like jazz music. Yeah, Guido Basso. Like, okay. Yeah. Always I Guido Basso. City TV had it yeah. like hooked up to like a cab that was just driving around the city or something yeah. like that. Oh, okay. That's a, and um, that's a different one. But yeah, they would just like to, because they were like, well, we could go off the air or. For $5, we could do this, right? Yeah. And that's what that reminds me of. But yeah. And I'm like, yeah, if yeah. I was an insomniac, I would totally be watching this, Yeah. right? And um, so, I mean, like, she's got, like, this job. But the thing is, you can tend to sell, sense a sense of, like, ambition with her because... Yeah. And not just because of, like, the just keep recording. Because right. at that point, it's almost more like a an ethical thing for her that, you know, a story yeah. needs to be told. It's not, like, the usual, like, a selfish sort of recording. Yeah, but um, it, but it allows her stuff, to... Yeah, sorry, yeah she... Um, she like uh, informs like Pablo, the person recording, like just cut if this is a waste of time, or right, or like says to the camera, this stuff is boring. You know, like she actually wants something to happen. She wants the show to actually be good. Yeah, yeah. she's not just complacent. Yeah, like, she's okay. really excited when they go out on the call. Yeah. So what? So that sort of brings me to, I mean, we assume that people have seen this, but nominally, what is the sort of like story of this movie? What? How would you describe this? Uh, basically, yeah, she's following these people in the middle of the night, and um, they go out on a call to a building. Right. They're, and, they're firefighters. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they basically find that there's this one person. There's been like screaming or, or something, and and uh, that one person basically kind of seems just kind of troubled and is covered in blood. But then she kind of just goes loco when someone's kind of infected and yeah before they even before loco they, indeed yeah before they even um can sort of it's like oh, okay we need to get out of here it's like already like oh they're quarantined they're shut off uh they right kinda, they come back downstairs and they're locked in yeah yeah they get into sort of a an attitude of like okay how are we going to find a way out because they don't want to be in a building with some of this crazy stuff going on yeah um and uh from there it just kind of spirals out of control when more and more people kind of get infected uh, into the point where they kind of have to come up with a few just different, you know, plans like finding keys or one thing or another so they can get out. And ultimately, uh, the spoiler towards the ending is that they end up, uh, like kind of cornered into a penthouse where they're, uh, in the night vision, they discover, uh, Tristana Medeiros, uh, <laughs> who in the larger sort of, um, mythology of the, uh, of the film universe was a teenage girl who was 
raped by priests and uh, died, but then kind of a, a demon came back kind of demonic and a um, priest. And is that the, the crazy witch that's in the attic? Yeah. Okay. And, and the priest basically t- yeah, like, took her away from the convent to sort of try to cure the disease and even went so far as to like abduct local children to test the virus on them, which is our little meowing cat boy sort of thing in, in the attic. Uh, God, so scary. Um, yeah. And, uh, uh, but, um, you know, he failed. He locked himself away and he died while those demon yeah. children and, and demon just kind of lived on. And um, one thing I'm not just sure about the whole thing as far as like the infection goes is if it's just like infection, infection, yeah, like a normal sort of zombie movie, or if that uh, there's some stuff going on at the end of like Rec 2 and uh, Rec 4, from which I haven't seen, but I've read through. Um, that just suggests that there might be there's a kind of a puppet master kind of kind okay. of thing to it as well. Where they're picking which um, people to give it to? You mean? Well, the more than anything that uh, the demon wants to escape. The okay. demon wants doesn't want to be quarantined either. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's I think among the many things about it that are good is that it it does have even though you don't actually you only see like sort of a sliver of all that larger mythology. Yeah. In in this movie. Yeah. But it feels like it's got real depth. Like when you set, when you're telling me all these other aspects of it that move on into the next film, I'm like, yeah, those all track. That makes sense. Like, yeah. like it doesn't feel like they just said, well, let's just, it, yeah. they, or, or let's just put a monster at the end of this. It feels like they really built organically a story where they're just, um, they're just, you're just experiencing it from the point of view of someone who doesn't know what happened, but it's yeah. not like those things didn't happen. They all yeah. happened. And now we're, we're sort of being introduced to it in, in, reverse order yeah right and there's like little details like involving like the dog that you don't see and the sick child and yeah um but i think one of my favorite things about the movie is um and apparently i've, I've seen comparisons to quarantine is like uh, the way they handle a lot of the supporting characters yeah they don't have full arcs or anything like that but yeah. they feel like real people they're real types would be in the thing there's who'd, the, who'd really live in the apartment there's the yeah, mom yeah. who just kind of wants to sue about the one thing that's going wrong yeah you got the uh the older uh, couple yeah the older but, couple i love the older couple the guy is very vain yeah he really likes the way he looks and yeah, stuff. yeah. You can see he was handsome when he was um there. you've got the uh asian family who run a laundry which is okay whatever down in the hey man it's zone. europe people conform to their yeah. stereotypes um, over there yeah. it's, that's the way and, it goes. and they'd have very Gotta very have a, very yeah. fractured english and, um, but I think one of my favorite little moments is that one guy, and he's one of the final people that live is like the, I don't, I'm not sure what his job is. Is he like a superintendent or something? But, yeah. He's yeah. like the building's caretaker. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and he's racist yeah. as hell. And he accidentally gets caught saying racist stuff on camera. And it's like, why didn't you tell me to start recording? And then you think that it's because he got caught saying something racist, but it's no, because it's his face is shiny and he didn't right. like that. So it's like, oh, he's just completely shameless. Yeah. Oblivious to his, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, and it builds, and and the other thing I think is interesting about it is it is you mentioned it's like a zombie movie. Yeah, and I guess it is, but it also in in a way because it's all in that one location, it's like a haunted house movie too. Yeah, like and so much of what makes them this version of zombies is great. I feel like it really allows because they basically uh, spend a lot of time kind of not doing anything, and then are suddenly it's like in in most zombie movies they they have the mission, they need yeah. brains. And they need it the whole way. And they're very consistent yep. in their yep. behaviors. But this is like the opposite of that. Like, the the old woman is just sort of standing there. She's not reacting. She seems yep. catatonic. And then Boom. in a split second, she's on somebody's yep. neck, yep. right? Or That's that lo- what makes me wonder about the puppet master sort of thing. Where it's sort of like there's like a sort of like intelligence, like trying to... 
like, like lure them in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially with the little girl, because the little girl. Kinda, oh yeah, the little girl doesn't turn until they kind of figure until out. They're right on top of her. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and and you can read it, I guess, two ways. You can read it as like an overarching thing, but I like in my mind, it's just that the filmmakers are having so much fun with it. Yeah, with like dropping the hammer at the last possible minute when you're really not because that when that kid bites into somebody it is yeah gleeful how how excited they are to like show a little kid attacking someone well even the very first one uh gore moment you see with like the the neck pulling yeah um the way that they kind of pull in there i mean it's got like sort of the shaky cam feel but you see you know it's not yeah they make sure that it's yeah 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 yeah. um they really went to go through a lot of work to sort of make it um it's not like cinematic cinematic but there's a lot of moments where it just kind of looks good. Like, there's subtle things going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, the point where the one uh, guy is pulling the gun on them, saying, like, you know, you need to just do what they say. Uh, yeah. And the thing is, you don't really see the gun. He's, like, completely in shadow. But, like, kind of the body language and the way that the things are moving outside, yeah. it's just a very nice nice moment of uh There's also of a lot of good use of, like, lack of light. Yeah. Like, really, they take what is essentially a bunch of identical apartments. Yeah. And turn them into really interesting spaces, yeah. right? It seems weird, though, that the intern's apartment is so nice. <laughs> That's very, like, this guy's been settled in there for a while. I mean, is he living with his... Well, it seems like a good job. Yeah. Okay. Until the bad thing happens. Yeah. 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 Um, what's your, uh, what's your sort of, um, if there's one thing about this that you think needs to be sort of called out or, like, where people might not be able to, like, might overlook an aspect of it overlook an aspect like do you think there's i feel like there's stuff in here with like the way they're handling the the editing or the lack of editing yeah that's really clever it doesn't it doesn't like it's hard to do that kind of continuous found footage thing yeah well and for it to feel fluid like it's all happening in real time because they don't do tons there's a few times where it does kind of like a hard cut where they have to restart or or where the person turns the camera off yeah yeah yeah. but thing is it doesn't do it that often Right. Um, and I think the, there's, a, there's a few things that I think might get people in the, in the way of people enjoying uh, it as far as like the style goes. Because I, um, I think the point in the movie where it rewinds to show you something over again. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm not, not, I don't even know if I'm really a fan of that. I, th- I think it's, um, it disrupts, disrupts things a bit more than I, I would like. I, I, I kind of prefer it to sort of be like the option of it being like, found footage. To be like relentless yeah. and still going. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it does. That's right. It's not found footage in the sense that you are watching it happen in real time to the people as they are filming it. Yeah. Right, you're not watching somebody watch it later. Yeah. Um, I will say that every time they go to rewind, I get exceptionally antsy, because what I am thinking is I can no longer see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like now I'm watching something that already happened. Yeah. Which means. Maybe that thing is right behind them. Oh yeah. <laughs> they don't really go. They don't really uh, pull that off. Um. Yeah, that's an opportunity they didn't really kind of run with. Um, as far as kind of that goes, there's interesting things and as, as far as the way they're recording with that yeah. they carry forward into the second movie where they uh, abandon the actual sort of uh, the one cameraman sort of routine. It's not, It doesn't become like a film film. Right. It becomes more cinematic. So what do they do differently? Uh, what they did is um, uh, it's the same sort of... It's not this ex- running in the same real time. It's like happening after the first one, like immediately after. Yeah. But there's the SWAT team outside, right? Okay. And they're uh, they're going in to sort of uh, rescue people or check things out. Yeah. And every single one of them has kind of a camera mounted to them. Oh, okay. So they can cut back and forth to each other's views. Like, But it's always POV. Yeah. 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 And... Um, there are ways where that really pays off, 
but in other places it kind of gets a little bit kind of like annoying the way it jumps around is I, there i, I, I kind of prefer like the way that the one thing with pablo is because yeah. um uh do you feel that he is shooting too much or do you think they kind of put in enough moments where he's kind of acting normally no it feels like a real person really shooting and just like in the spirit of investigative journalism like just never turning the camera off mm -hmm. but i and i definitely think that the one thing about just having the one camera and the one point of view is that at no point no point do you sort of say why would someone edit this yeah like which is i think the problem once you have multiple body cameras and you're switching yeah well someone is deciding yeah you know why did someone sit down with all this footage and turn it into a narrative <laughs> yeah yeah and apparently yeah. the fourth movie is completely just a regular Movie. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's meant to just resolve the overall story. So that um, uh, once they get up the stairs, so there's lots of stuff. Lot, I mean, the movie breaks down into I think like a series of set pieces. It's not really like, um, and it is a thing of like it tops itself every every time, right? They get they get the one scene yeah. in the woman's apartment, and you think like, well, this is as scary as this is going to get. Yeah, and then it just keeps. There's there's a scene in that movie where they go into I guess the in the superintendent's apartment and it's very dark in there yeah but nothing happens right and then later they come back and something happens and I'm like this is great because <laughs> yeah. you I'm so nervous being in a very dark space with this like it's really good at like baiting you making you feel tense without actually having anything happen so that when something does happen man it's like it kills you this yeah. this movie really is scary yeah um and I. It, there's certain ones that I sort of invite other people in the house to watch with me. This is not one of those. I don't feel like if someone's really not into it that yeah. they would want to watch this movie. Yeah. But Well, one thing I also like is that none of the infected are ever just like kind of nothing filler filler creatures. Right. Like uh, They're not like mega bosses or anything either, but they're all like, oh, I recognize that. Oh, yeah. he, they got him? You know, like that's a yeah. person like that. So like, whether it's the... Uh, woman that's ch well, that's uh, handcuffed to the stairwell at the bottom, who's not really a huge obstacle, but it's enough of a kind of like, okay, shit, we have to do this. Yeah. Um, and when the, the Asian family's running up the stairs saying like, no down, no down, and like, uh, stop going down. Yeah. Uh, and um, I think one of my favorite sort of things is that um, between like Alex and Manu, the two uh, firefighters you meet. Yeah. And when you meet them at the very beginning of the film inside the firehouse, they present uh, Manu as being kind of very kind of shy and not, and, and Alex is the one that's like, you know, ready to go. The like outgoing. He's, the, he's yeah, the heroic yeah. one. The thing is, Alex is the one that gets tossed off the, tossed through the, the stairwell and like splats and leaves the giant, you know, stain yeah. on the ground. And Manu is the one that you stick around with for pretty much the entire movie. And you see him get kind of gradually like, like he's, you know, barking orders. He's comfortable and he's good at his job. Yeah. You know, and like, he's got... Like that, it's like a secondary arc that really supports. Yeah, yeah, uh, liking the movie. But yeah. you don't see him get infected. Last you see him, he's doing you know kind of heroic stuff. Yeah. And they come out and look down, and there's just like the sea of faces kind of looking back up, and he's like the one that's kind of closest to the top. And it's just like, oh shit. Yeah, smart. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it definitely like takes full advantage of the physical space that it's in. Yeah. It's also the other, the other, my other thing is like, the other, ge the geography of the building, like considering that, that most of the apartments are regular. I mean, like the yeah. geography is actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I was going to say, you know, it's another thing that I have said about other movies, um, notably shallow grave is like this too, but you know, if you're only going to have one set, yeah, make that set really good. Yeah. Spend all your money on the set. 
yeah. right? And that that is true for sure for this movie. Yeah. Like it's it's a very it seems like a very typical building, but it's just really well detailed. And, yeah. and having the the business downstairs so that they can like sort of take do that medical stuff in the in the base of the building because yeah. they have that space, right? Um, and there's just enough kind of like science and stuff running through this movie where you never feel like people have taken leave of their senses. Right. They're just still trying to attack the problem through right, the whole movie. Right. right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which which is you know, that's that often goes out the window right. in horror movies. Right. They just stop trying to, like, work the problem. You know? this They never stop trying to work the problem in this. No matter how dumb and scary it is. They they just, okay, well, let's, why don't we see what happens if we... How long is this going to take for them to, like, yeah. turn? And, and the know. sort of problem solving when they get... Uh, when they uh, have to figure out, like, oh, well, where does the intern live? Like, do you remember? And, like, none of them remember. So they, right. they got rid of that troop of, like... Well, how did that guy remember that sort of thing? Of course, everyone would forget that. Yeah. And they have to make their way down to the mailboxes to sort of check it out. And just, like, adding kind of these little extra stops to it. Maybe it's it's a bit kind of like video game objective I guess. But um, I kind of prefer that it's there. Especially when you have kind of yeah. a tight space like that. Um, the woman the... on the stairs definitely feels like almost like video game logic. Yeah. Like, yeah. you now have to get past this obstacle by yeah. running up this side of the staircase. Yeah. Don't forget. And uh, yeah. one thing I, that, that the sequel get, I give credit for is that since it's going back into the same space, yeah. like, um, you see kind of all, everything left behind feels like, oh, they didn't just, you know, do it over again. Like, it's not like a... Yeah. Like, all the, you know, all the stains are where they're supposed to be. All the, you know, the bodies are still on the ground. Right, you like know, they actually um, studied their own movie well enough yeah, to yeah, not make yeah. any mistakes. Yeah. I, I can't imagine how frustrating that yeah. might have been to sort of have to pull off. Do you, um, it's also, I mean, it's a movie that ends with everyone not making it to right. some degree, right? Now they obviously bring, I guess they figure out a way to not have the main character die when it seems clear that she is going to die <laughs> from the end of the yeah. movie. Yeah, right? um, man, the, the only thing that pisses me off about the ending is that... Um, I saw the trailer for Quarantine before I ever saw Wreck. Yeah. And the trailer for Quarantine includes the main uh, girl being dragged away. They put it in the friggin' trailer. But it never happens in the movie, right? Uh, in Quarantine, yeah. yeah. It it's the same ending for both both films. Okay. Um, we should probably talk about the ending then. Like, yeah. In more detail. Yeah. Um, yeah, that creature is just perfectly designed. Um, yeah. Well, based mostly on the fact that that guy yeah. who also played the creature in Mama... Is a some sort of genetic freak. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I say that tall. understanding that that is yeah. a derogatory term, but he is very unusually put together. Right? Yeah. So they can build a, a crazy makeup around just the fact that his physicality is so yeah. strange. The only other actor I can think of that's sort of similar to that is that guy who um, works with um, Del Toro, Doug, Doug Jones. Doug yeah, Jones, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. This is, but he, he's, he's even, even thinner. Yeah, even thinner, more extreme looking. Um, he has a regular part, like a like an on camera part in a movie that I saw last year at, at uh, the film festival, yeah. um, where it's like a crime movie. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, "Yay, that guy's <laughs> so strange!" Yeah. Yay. But the the creature design is just, um, it's kind of like, it's extremely tall. The posture is just. Like, he looks like a human spider. Yeah, yeah. hunched over. Yeah, or she. In the yeah, movie, yeah. The bottom movie. of the face is just sort of strange. All the hair is like it's like mostly bald and stringy. Yeah, I mean, and since it is in, um, it's one of the few cases where a lot of the times like uh, night vision just doesn't really work. I think it works in in the descent. Yeah, and it works here. Um, yeah. And uh, because I think if you saw this in kind of full rendered color, it would just kind of feel like a Silent Hill monster or something like that. 
Um, yeah, like it adds to how frightening it is because you can't really see. Yeah, like so you're it. It's almost like the way of. I mean, the big mistake in movies is always to show the creature, right? Because yeah. then you take it out of the realm of your imagining how bad it is. Yeah. But they get away with it because you're right because they're you're seeing it, but you're not really seeing yeah. it. Like it, yeah. it's that bad. Like it's yeah. that horrifying. Yeah. And I think more than anything, um, well, most of the infected zombie creatures, um, one effective thing they do about it in the sound design is that the way that they all kind of shriek. Yeah. Um, and I think it's mostly because most of the ones that really are dangerous are women that they can actually do that with it, you know? Like, like get into those high registers. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, that's always kind of scarier than kind of the usual kind of low guttural growls to me, like yeah. a little played out. But um, even as much as in most horror movies, like a lot of these kind of tropes and sounds and, you know, noises are played out but they work here um yeah and when it comes to uh tristana Medeiros in the in the attic um she's not running and biting that's not what's scary it's like for some reason this thing has a hammer (laughs) (laughs) you know or a wrench or i'm not even sure what it's being what's pummeling with and and there's just something about it's it's a person who is horribly racked and deformed yeah but is more it's it has the, some the agency. Char- the, yeah, <laughs> the monster is as terrified as the main character. Mm-hmm. Because something has invaded her house. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's... Yeah, you're, the the reaction seems even more scary and, and disturbing yeah. because... It doesn't feel like a hunter. It feels like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like this is like an animal. Yeah, and yeah. like... And you, you, you crawled into like a bear cave, you know, and... Uh, that's what exactly what it feels yeah. like. Like yeah. you crawled into a bear cave. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Uh, because then it's just about the 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 horror is the panic of not knowing what that thing will resort to doing yeah right yeah, yeah. and paul uh pablo can see it but angela never never does as far as i can tell right because he's seeing it through the camera on the night vision yeah and she is she if seeing... he's even looking it might even just be on the ground as far as i know well i think yeah. i think pablo sees it at first yeah when it's kind of like wandering around yeah now um there's stuff that goes on with they go back there in the second one of course Right, and there's a, a scene that's sort of meant to sort of it's not necessarily redefine, but give you more information about what went on there because obviously Angela's still alive, right? In the second one, um, and the things that kind of go on, like the the tool that uh, Tristana is using to sort of puppet, yeah, is just oh man, it is like it's it's it feels like more almost like it came out of an anime. Anytime there's like kind of like these weird kind of snaky slug like creatures or something like that. It just feels like there's just something inherently kind of very rapey and and uh, yeah yeah and you you see like the way it kind of moves through a neck like you actually kind of bulges and it's like oh god that is just um, <laughs> yeah I think it's it's actually easier to watch than what happens in the end of the first one just because well you've kind of been there before for one but number two uh, it's a bit more horrific in the way that we're kind of used to seeing in horror movies that um, you can sort of there's at least some degree of cool factor to it yeah. that um, doesn't make it. I don't think there's cool factor to Tristana. I think it's legitimately meant to be like, yeah, we're, we're going to, we're going to ruin your day. Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, I mean, to your point about, you know more about it, I think again, like what makes wreck really frightening is that you're never, you know, there are rules, but you don't know what they are. Yeah. So, so, you know, every time something happens, it's genuinely surprising and terrifying because you're still, you're basically trying to figure out just like the main characters, like what is actually going on here? Yeah. Right. And that's why when you get up to that, to that bear cave and there's all those weird, yeah, everything on the wall drawings and the newspaper clippings and the sound. Oh my God. There's so much more going on 
Like, mostly what I think is, oh, you guys are not equipped. Yeah. To. Yeah. There's no firefighters here. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. and they're, you know, it's not like a haunted house movie where they send in experts in the paranormal. Who, yeah. Like, yeah. can go, oh, yes, this is. These aren't the Ghostbusters. There's, right, this is right. in, they're in big trouble. Yeah, they're in the they're in the midst of forces much larger than themselves, yeah. and they have no road signs, no map, nothing. Yeah. But even the yeah. firefighters, for all like the heroic idea of them, they're all pretty normal seeming kind of people. Yeah, and I know enough about the quarantine movie to know that the way that they made them, they made them all kind of like jockish twenty something like teen movie kind of characters. Yeah, where they're all like there's like uh, they're all they're all taking bets on who can bang. Uh, the reporter. Huh. So they they go the route of making you want them to to die, and which that just sort of yeah. seems like they had like this thing to copy from, and it just seems like they didn't understand, right? That you know you can empathize. Like with they more just than let one. it fall into. You don't need to put all your yeah. chips into empathizing with one character. You know you can. Yeah. You can fill this apartment with people who don't deserve what's happening to them. It's okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and I kind of would prefer way for it to be that way whenever they have to do something like that it just feels so kind of forced and well i mean there's there's something to be said for the satisfaction of just like the scene in the you know stereotypical high school movie where the bully gets yeah his, their comeuppance and gets beaten up or whatever like there is genuine real satisfaction for the audience in seeing that stuff i yeah. don't i don't think it should never happen but it's also like how do you want to approach your whole movie yeah. you can you can do it but not yeah, I think it makes no sense to do it with everybody. Like when you see it though, like when you see like how it's done in one, and then you see the lesser version of the other, then it just yeah, seems yeah. worse than it needs to be. It's something that you might have even not even thought about or just let go, right? If it was the only one that sort of existed, yeah. But when when they had the when they had something better, like you know, you had a, a guide, <laughs> you know, you had something that worked, yeah. and you decided to just um, you know, no, let's just kind of go with the, uh, the you know the usual Hollywood playbook then. Yeah, I I think the other thing about especially that scene at the end because it is visually because of the the night vision stuff and and kind of how the apartment looks too. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes from being a basically modern apartment building to like this very old like that apartment yeah. like hasn't been entered into in like years and it's very disturbing yeah. because of that, right? Yeah. Uh, like back to your point about, you know, how if it's really old you kind of buy into it more. Yeah. So that Man, yeah. I guess there's no need for repairs in this building cuz like the super when they just They've never have... gone in there. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You think that something would be leaking or right? Like, um, there's this weird thing in the second movie with like there's like a tub, and you can it, it you can see it and not see it. That's where it kind of goes a little supernatural and stuff like that. Okay. Like it's not a when you you can't see it, you only see it with the night vision on, which doesn't really make sense. But there's things going on with that tub that's just sort of like, if you were to try to nitpick it into complete realistic terms, it's like something. There's something going on there that the super would have to sort of be like knock on some doors at some point. Yeah, but uh, I don't know, you look past it just because it does have kind of a cool factor to it. And yeah, so, and I think you just assume that that buildings that the super wasn't that committed. No, if nobody was complaining. He wasn't going to go fix anything. No. no yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it. You know, it gets you in in a very realistic way, and you really do. Uh, there are a few movies that I've seen where, for such an outlandish concept. Yeah. I feel like, oh, I buy this completely. It mm-hmm. never, and that's the other thing is, you know, it, it generates a lot of support for its characters because you never, there's no moments where you go, why don't you just do this? Yeah. Which is always the, the biggest problem with a horror film is if you, if you can, you'll step outside of it as soon as you realize there's some yeah. other more obvious way yeah. out of your problem, right? It lays out the obstacles in a way, sort of like, well, you, you could just do that, but it's also, 
Like, you know, it, it, that's not really an option for them right now. Yeah. I think the only weird thing is maybe um, there's a point where they, you know, there's like, oh, it looks like they went away. You yeah. Know? In most movies, those things kind of claw at the door or whatever, and it just becomes like, okay, that that's that option's gone. Right. But it seems like these things, they... There's something about them, though, that they don't, you know, they're not hungry for the flesh or anything like yeah. that. They were attacking, I guess, because they were either threatened or, or one thing or another. And they, but they went away for some reason, which maybe supports the puppet theory. Like, yeah. okay, we're going to work on finding a way out of here. I mean, um, the other, the other thing that... And they just throw the yeah. door open and they're like, okay, I guess we can go downstairs now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the thing with the police outside and quarantining the building yeah. and, and sort of that whole overtone of is this a government conspiracy mm-hmm. is, are we involved in something that they knew about and now they're trying to clean up their mess? Right. Like, um, I don't think so based on the way they explained it. Yeah. Uh, they explained it pretty explicitly that the dog went to the, the vet. Right. And then the dog died and then, but it kind of came, but then it came, came back and just started biting yeah. everybody and attacking things. There's, and I they guess... had a chip in it and it had a chip in it. Right. And they used the chip to trace it back to the building. No, and um, I guess the thing, my only reason for thinking that is because the, the response that they get is so big. There's so many cops. Yeah. And so I always, in my mind, I think like, is does someone in the government know about this? Is this like, are they on the lookout for it? Is that why they've deployed so rapidly and like completely to this building? Because it seems really organized. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and I don't know whether, you know, the, the SWAT team coming in in the second one you know, basically amplifies that or not, but it seems really organized for a movie about, you know, like a weird infection. I I forget if the second one goes much into detail with it or if the people working are just also doing their jobs at just following orders. Yeah. But I think the fourth one kind of goes into uh, a little bit bigger than that. And I mean, even if there's nothing to that, which there certainly could be, but just the fact that the movie is so constructed around all of these elements kind of all working in concert that it... You know, it's for something that seems so simple. They they layer on so much cool stuff. I, I yeah. really like. I think that it, it it is a movie that has a lot of care uh, put into it in a really cool way. Yeah. Um, and I think you know. And the other thing I think too is that often where these things fall down is in the performances that they don't get really good realistic acting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Out of she's people. Uh, everybody's great in it. Manuela, whatever her name is, who plays Angela, is just uh, great. Yeah, she's she's adorable, and she is adorable, um, and but totally fearless. You buy that she would go into these weird, dangerous situations, yeah. right? And, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I think one little thing I would also take a, a hit at as far as the movie goes is the after it's over, I kind of want to bathe in in the fact that she got taken away. Yeah, kind of gets to go into some sort of weird Spanish punk song. <laughs> Oh yeah, and the yeah. second one does that too. It's like almost like it's like oh, it's going to be our thing, kind of like at the end of the Matrix movies, you're going to hear Raging the Machine or something right. like that. It's like I, I just don't like don't like it, you know, like like you want to take a minute to just sit yeah, with yeah. your feelings. Um, yeah, if you're going to do something like uh, that's a bit more bombastic, I prefer it would be similar to kind of like how Cloverfield does with like that roar piece of music after yeah after that's over. Yeah. Well, um, and Cloverfield's a good example of I think how a movie like this can maybe not work out. As, as well okay i like cloverfield but the difference is like the, cloverfield is intentionally like on rails um, yeah it's a ride you know yeah um i think it would be really interesting if cloverfield had been made a couple years later but, here's uh, well to so you know because it is clearly i think influenced by these kinds of movies and wants to be a found footage movie and actually probably 
is the closest to wreck in terms of its conceit of what you're watching, which is they are filming in real time as yeah. you are watching it, right? Um, my my issue is that the scenes at the end of wreck were are where they really go for broke on the scares and they yeah. really come up with something genuinely terrifying. Um, there's, there's some scenes in Cloverfield, like especially the scene in the subway underground yeah. where the creatures are kind of crawling around on the ceiling yeah. where I just thought, Oh, you let us off easy. Mm -hmm. You could have made that so much more frightening. Yeah. Like they get out almost right away and the creatures don't actually get them. Right. Right. And, and I felt like, no, no, this is the part where I want to be terrorized. Yeah, I I want you to scare me really badly now yeah, because yeah. that is what would happen, and and it 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 almost like it goes well. We're PG thirteen, so mm -hmm. we're gonna yeah. move away from those things, right? Funny enough, I think the, the scene that scares me. If if there's any scene that scares me, that I just remember it in uh, Cloverfield. It's when they kind of get like they they exit and they're in the middle of a kind of like a mall, like it's yeah. like a store, and then they take um, Lizzie Kaplan's character, who goes behind kind of that screen and she just kind of explodes. And you just kind of see a silhouette of it. Yeah. And I think that's better than showing a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Leave it to your imagination. Yeah. yeah. Um, so look, thank you for... This was great. And I, Sweet. I, I'm so glad I got a chance to watch this movie again. Um, where uh, where would you like people to find you on the internet? Uh, well, we're both kind of... Um, as far as your Mamo show, we're both part of the Row 3 family of podcasts. Yeah. You have um, a really... I got to do an episode. Yes. You have a really great podcast. Well, I want to tell you. about it talk about it yes um and your producer which was standing in the room is also uh joined me as well um soundtrack of your life which has kind of existed for a little over a year um is a show where i just kind of bring people on they've selected uh, a soundtrack that they love or that is just connected to a movie they love that kind of either uh like resonates to a specific time period in their life or specific yeah. stories or or just the music that really meant a lot to them or changed their life um and we use it as a springboard to talk about, well, we talk about the movie and the music, sort of like how we talked about the movie here. Um, but uh, a large part is kind of a, kind of a jumping off point to sort of like, all right, well, what does this song say about, you know, your high school experience? Or yeah. like, how does this connect to the time that you broke up or with so-and-so or when you were a kid and the nostalgia that goes along with it? Like, what were you doing when this happened? Yeah. And uh, so we've kind of been all over the map. A few of the, a few of the big soundtracks we've ever heard of, like, you know, Dirty Dancing. But we've also gotten to a few kind of more obscure ones for movies that people can't even necessarily access as much. And uh, we had you on, of course, we did The Big Chill, uh, which was great. Yeah, I and, jumped uh, at the chance to yeah. talk about the movie that has um, the greatest soundtrack on yeah. history. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for various reasons, I was kind of forced into taking a sabbatical uh, this yeah. summer. Um, uh, but I'll be returning very soon I'm to back. do... Uh, yeah, uh, we're going to do... Um, unfortunately, TIFF is kind of push things a little further i'm not i'm not doing tiff but my my proposed guests are yeah um, it's tough this yeah. is a tough time of year if you live in toronto yeah. there's a lot of um, stuff going on in september yeah by the time this goes out it probably would yeah. have gotten to that episode though where uh, dazed and confused is coming up yeah um guys i've revealed that we are recording this episode in september because i don't know <laughs> when this is going to air so yeah anyway yeah, yeah. um and uh i kind of look forward to seeing what people choose sort of every time yeah and uh, yeah that's one of the fun things about this show for me is like yeah, these insights into what people choose—it's really interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, do you—you uh, you also, I think, contribute to some other podcasts? Do Do you have another main podcast that is yours? Um, we had a show called Critical Mass Cast, right. which went a hundred episodes. Okay, well, hundred and change because we had bonus ones and we kind of cheated. We did like a ninety-nine point five. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, that's kind of defunct now. Uh, it was just one of those things where it became kind of impossible 
yeah. for us to sort of keep organizing. People were going back to school. Okay. And people were, you know, taking it. But all of those jobs. episodes are presumably around. On, um, on I don't iTunes, think they so. are. I think we're we're, we're trying to resurrect Ooh, them. There was lost. like a. There was like, oh, we all have them somewhere. But um, I think the only one you can watch is like the episode 100, which we made into like a I'm just kind of a video thank you message, which is on oh, YouTube. Okay. So if you just want to see puppets of us um, doing some weird stuff to the to the Golden Girls theme, uh, you can watch that. I don't understand why anyone would not want to see that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And uh, on Twitter, you are uh, I'm at... at Corey Pierce Art. Uh, the right. show is at This Is Your OST. Yeah. Uh, OST for original soundtrack. Yeah. That's hard to remember. And uh, yeah, check us out. All right. And you can find us on the Modern Superior Network, modernsuperior.com. You can also find this show in iTunes. Hopefully you subscribed to us in iTunes. If you have not yet, do a search on iTunes for Matthew Price and uh, the show will pop up. Um, as always, you can leave us comments on Modern Superior. You can uh, tweet at me or or uh, read my tweets uh, at Scaredy Matcast. And if you can leave us a review on iTunes, that is great. Um, uh, we will be back with another episode and uh, hopefully soon. And uh, Corey Pierce, thank you so much. Well, thank you for coming. Uh, so, see you guys later. of the Modern Superior Media Network.